The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast. At Snaps, Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, noon Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Hey, what's up, AMP? This is Snaps, your favorite daily college football show, live on AMP. Check it out. Uh, if you're listening somewhere else, it's probably the future. What up? Hope the future's going well. Um, you can find us youtube.com slash at volume snaps. Hit the subscribe button, like it, and podcast as well. Just Google Snaps Podcast. I'm T-Bob Aver. I'm joined by Aaron Murray, as always. Uh, it is Thursday. Aaron is boots on the ground in Athens. Aaron, what are you doing up in uh, the old the old stomping grounds? The old stomping grounds where I am the enemy now. Uh, I am well, well, in We can Athens. dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am in Athens. I just shoot something for – you remember Jarvis Jones, defensive end for Georgia? Uh, yes, I actually do, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So he, he's getting inducted to the Ring of Honor in September. Uh, and yeah. I was chosen as one of the few people to give some nice remarks about what an amazing athlete and human being Jarvis is to be used for the ceremony. So, yeah. And then I was is hoping he? to catch a little practice. He is actually an amazing human being. Okay. Uh, I, I, love I, will, I will attest to that. Yes. He's, he was actually my roommate in the Army All-American game in high school. It was before oh. he committed. And I try to – I'm a shitty recruiter, I guess – Try to try to to recruit Jarvis to Georgia because he's from the state of Georgia. Thought he'd come, and he ended up being a petite Trojan boy for a couple of years. Got hurt, then found his way back home. Yeah, I um, I tried to recruit 
Cam Hayward to LSU back in the day because we were boys growing up and played football together, and I just ended up getting blackout drunk, and he went to Ohio State. So I feel you. You know, I fucked up, dude. Would have been pretty badass if I'd had future NFL Hall of Famer Cam Hayward at mm. LSU instead of Ohio State. I bet you he wish he would have gone too, though, because yeah. he, he ended up starting on that 0-17 for Ohio State that lost to the Tigers in the Natty. I did not start. I was on scout team getting my ass wrecked by Glenn Dorsey every day. It was awesome. Um, wow. It was yeah. awesome getting your ass wrecked. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's no better way to learn than just getting dominated every single day. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing you could do. Unless you just fold and quit, you're only going to get better. Uh, yeah. So, Aaron, you going to go watch Georgia practice today? What's up? No, 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 no. I am I am on the dark side, bro. Oh, I am, I am no. part of the... the, the um, uh, what is why is this eluding me when it comes to Star Wars? The, and the media? Oh, the Empire. The Empire. Well, I mean, I guess yes. they're the Empire. Empire. The media, same damn thing. So I am not allowed to practice until I cover a Georgia football game, and then I can come back to practice. The Empire doesn't really work as an analogy here because really Georgia mm-hmm. has become the Empire. We're just more like some like. Um, maybe like outer rim company or something a band of pirates i just the bottom line is that the empire doesn't need to bother with you or deal with you anymore at this point you're, you're nothing but a nuisance Aaron. we went over that uh, yeah you are the part of the problem you don't believe in georgia you think they're gonna go eight and four this year just like it well no no no, no 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 so no the problem is no problem you had it right the first time you lost the thread in the latter half he is the rat poison because he's constantly hyping them up. How's Kirby supposed to get guys to eat off the floor when Aaron Murray's out here talking about how Carson Beck's going to win the Heisman and George's going to win a third natty these, in these a row? These boys ain't eating off the floor. They got five start day meals going on. You know, I, I was tempted. I was walking around the facility, very tempted to see if I would even be allowed to uh, eat in their cafeteria. And I was like going for a plate. And I saw people like staring at me awkwardly, like, don't yeah, you? It's weird. Don't you You're a 32 year old man. You can't just go eat at a random school cafeteria. It's not a school cafeteria. It was the facility cafeteria. It's like their five star restaurant inside the facility. This wasn't oh, like, wow. and they wouldn't I wasn't going to like the, the, the bottom of the dorm rooms and going to those cafeterias. <laughs> yes, that would be. My wife would not appreciate that. This was Wait, so I'm confused. Year. This is the first time any of this has ever happened to you? What? Like, like feeling a bit ostracized by the former program because I, you're I now media. This is really, the first time I've I've actually felt, Damn. like maybe just I'm getting old. It's time to yeah. move on. You know, I can't just walk around the butts mirror anymore. You know, like, has I, been. Like, I used to run the place. These kids don't know you. The kids uh, love me. I yeah, get great you, with the kids. Um, I paid them a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it's 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 one of those depressing things. Uh, one thing, uh, Coach Miles is not very good about it. If you didn't stay in the NFL, he didn't care. One thing that O did to gain a lot of traction earlier on, though, was welcoming all the former players, and that is something that Brian Kelly as well has continued is he's, like, super chill towards former players. But again, I don't know. I don't think you'd be, like, going up and eating the cafeteria and shit. But, like, you can go out to practice and go check it out. You, you know what else the problem is, Aaron? You're a TV media guy. Yeah. And generally, TV broadcast guys are very friendly to coaches and teams. And they're not hosting daily shows or they're maybe getting off these hot takes or talking shit. And so everybody's cool with the TV guys. And so you're used to having TV guy access where it's just like, oh, we're just all just cutting up. We're doing the interviews on Friday, et cetera, et cetera. Welcome to the the more radio man, uh, you know, everyday talk show side of the media equation here. Yeah. yeah. It is it is a really 
it, I was thinking about this today because as I'm just driving around the campus depressed because I'm um, don't have the same kind of access as I used to. Is depressed uh, a synonym for horny? That too. Um, <laughs> but the, 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 the walking, the balance of obviously living in Georgia, wanting to still be a part of the, the, the program in some way yeah. in, in order, having the ability to interact with the coaches and the players, but then also trying to do my job in the, in the best way possible in times where you have to kind of like the AD kind of gave me some shit about some of the stuff I said today. I'm just like, not like a mean way, but like, so it's like walking that fine line. It's so difficult. It's so, well, I mean, look, I, I've thought about this a lot. First off, it's so insane to me. Some of the rabbit ears that these motherfuckers have. Why is the AD Josh Brooks listening to what snap says or serious XM says? Like why. I'm saying, but, but like, okay, great. But, but then if you really love the show, then you know that it's, it's, it's all entertainment. Like what well, my point is, I, I feel like when these coaches and shit get all salty or butthurt, like guys, just fall back on the classic, you know, a lion does not concern itself with the opinion of sheep. Like, get the fuck over it. Who cares? Go win. And that's the other part that pissed me off about this. You know, you know what you do? You go win and nobody says anything. Like, if you uh -huh. win, you're good to go. You want people to stop talking shit about you? Like, like people have tried everything they can to try to find attack angles on Georgia, and none of it's really stuck because they're just too damn good. Because you're just winning. Good. So, like, when these coaches want to bitch about you being negative about them in one way or another, it's like, okay, well, you control that. Like, you control your own destiny. You go win games, it's a meritocracy. It's one of the few areas in this life that are. You win the games, ain't nobody going to talk shit. But, but no, the media, it's weird. Media and the people you cover are, there is an inherent friction there an inherent yep. antagonism and it's awkward it's it, you know i was good family friends with O, and um and so like when he got that job it was a weird tightrope of a deal for a long time there i i would and it's one of the reasons why i've never really made any effort to get too close with any of the players or anything is i kind of want to keep everything at arm's distance yeah. you know i i kind of don't want to know the human beings that 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 i'm talking about as much just because like you said when it comes time to me and, and then look, you don't go out of your way to like talk shit. These are kids. Now they're yeah. getting paid. Maybe some of that starts to change in how we think about it. But like you keep it fact-based or whatever, but still it's just easy. It, it, whatever. It's just weird. There's a natural it, friction it's there. Plain, plain simple, there is there is a, a general friction with media. Yeah. Regardless if you own every Georgia passing record out there. <laughs> or, 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 uh, yeah. broken but you bones, said Georgia because it ain't going to be SEC for much longer thanks to the ninth-ranked quarterback in the conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping this fuels him to have an incredible year and then just leave. Or he just can say, you know what, F Aaron, I'm going to come back another year and really demolish his damn records, which then I'm going to be bitching about the fact yeah. that he's a, a seventh-year fucking guy that he gets to – you know, more years so, than I did. That's not fair. I'm going to say that helps you if he actually comes back another year, because even if you don't end up with the records on the books, it is clearly an asterisk situation. Whereas if he captures the record in four years, then yeah, we have a little bit no, more. I'm, if he gets it in four years, I'm all for like, Good for you. Dude. Okay. If you go out there and throw 30, Eight touchdowns this year. I think it's like who's counting. You know yeah. who's counting. Yeah. <laughs> eight touchdowns, which will be the most of his career. Yeah, yeah. Who's counting and, again? In yeah. all types, it's not the air raid. <laughs> Means you're good a hell of a season. You're probably first or second team all SEC. Um, and Mississippi State's probably winning nine games, ten games at that point. Then take my damn record. 
But if you come back for another year and you get five years to play college football to break a record, I do have a little bit of a beef with that. So we uh, and and I agree, but I think I think most people will be on your side. Um, yeah. But I would say this, Aaron. So I, here are some numbers on, uh, and this is not supposed to lead the show, but here we are. Mississippi State OC Kevin Barbet. Okay, this is who they hired post Mike Leach. Yep. Kevin Barbet, according to Matrix Analytical, ranks number one, number one in all of college football among active SBS OCs in career mm-hmm. pass game efficiency. He's in the top 50% in passing touchdowns per attempt, top 20% in fewest interceptions per attempt, and top 25% in QB rating, QB efficiency, and top 30 in yards per attempt. Yeah. So this dude pushes it. He yeah. scores a lot. He don't make a lot of mistakes. And yet, you think the combination of him and Will Rogers is good for ninth in the SEC? Unreal. Unreal. You're still wrong about that. If you want to hear the reasoning, um, first off, subscribe, like, we appreciate the love as we get ready for football season, and then go watch yesterday's show as we broke down, uh, or at least I educate T-Bob on on the fact that, first off, there's 14 quarterbacks in the SEC, not just 10, and and the rating of, 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 of said 14 quarterbacks. So, number 14, Graham Mertz, this is where Aaron was right. Um, somebody on Twitter linked a hilarious, uh, graphic from last season. And this must've been near the end of the year because it seems like a pretty small sample size or a pretty big sample size, but, uh, against AP ranked opponents, Graham Mertz has a total QBR of 38 completion percentage of 54 interception percentage of 5%. And a past uh, and a touchdown interception ratio of five to twelve, all of which rank dead last of all FBS quarterbacks. Mm. So uh, I think you were mm. right on Mertz. I think you were wrong on Rodgers. And I think if you really believe in Carson Beck that much, be a fucking man and put him in the top three. I stop pussyfooting around. Uh, anyway, that's yesterday's episode. Maybe if uh, I got to go to practice, I'd, I'd reassure me about seeing what he looked like. I this love. Year, how salty you are uh, about, hey, man, Kirby doesn't like you, dude. I don't want to tell you. You didn't play for Kirby. But what happened, Bobo? So are you finally going to be honest about Mike Bobo now? What do you mean? No, no, no. That, that, I said that he's a retread hire that's going to fall way short of Munkin and is going to fail nah, you in the nah, end. Nah, nah. Bobo, Bobo, Bobo about to light the world on fire. Don't, don't, don't sleep on Bobo. That just sounds put that on the shirt. Print those shirts. Don't sleep on Bobo. Don't sleep on Bobo. Um, we let's get our YouTube opening comment of the day. So uh, as always, you comment on the videos. We'll find our favorite one and uh we'll have the show with it. Uh Levy Gooey Dan 6410 says Aaron Murray is biased against Florida because he yeah. played at UGA, to which Funkel 66 says everyone is biased against Florida because, well, it's Florida. <laughs> which is like, I mean, it's funny as like a joke that works independently any year, just because you can yep. say that, you know, whatever. Um, but it's especially funny because Florida looks like they're going to be very shitty. Of course, Graham Mertz, Florida's quarterback. So mm. there you go. Dovetails there. But you know what, Aaron? I don't want to talk bad teams. You know what I want to talk? Good teams. Top 10 teams. We got our AP top 10. We got our... Coaches top 10. top 10. We got a robot top 10 from yesterday. It's time for a snaps top 10 football teams in the country. And I think we'll go one or two. We both put together independent lists. We'll have to see uh, where we agree and try to come to some sort of consensus. 
Aaron, can we agree that UGA and Michigan are one, two? Yes. And in that order to UJ one, Michigan two, I know I've seen a lot of people um, say that, you know, Michigan's a better football team. Michigan could make a case be one. Uh, if it, if it's as close as it is, and, and you and I have discussed this T they're both really good teams. I think they are yeah. clearly the best two teams in America heading into the season. If you want to, you know, say it's a flip of a coin. I, okay, great. But you should also say who's the defending national champ. Who's yeah, what are we talking about? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to rank Michigan. I'm not just going to no, give no, them the benefit of the doubt. Magic. We want to put Michigan one because they think yeah. that they're on the same footing. Good for you, but they're still not the defending champ. So regardless, if Michigan's maybe um, very, very, very you know, slightly better than Georgia. I mean, slight, slight, slight. Which I don't believe, but some people do. You still don't rank them ahead of Georgia, the defending national champ. No. Um. I mean, it is kind of crazy. Though when you look at it, Michigan and Georgia are in really uh, similar spots almost program-wise. It's just that Georgia's gotten across the finish line, right? I mean, both back-to-back undefeated regular seasons. Um, I guess Georgia ended up losing in that SEC championship, but that's still not regular season. Um, Both doing it in kind of a more old-school way. And my point is falling apart as I speak out loud because the sole interesting thing I had to say, I have now lost. And I'll have to say it when it comes back yeah. to me. I had another similarity. Oh, the, well, both have both have super easy schedules again yeah, this year. Like both should cruise right through the regular season and end up back there once again. So Michigan UJ one two makes all the sense in the world. Well, I, let, I, I'm not going to say cruise for for Michigan. I know you're getting excited for me to say Georgia here, so we can get back into the Georgia. Michigan's pretty cruisy as well, brother. It, it is, but they they have two teams that are legitimate championship contenders, though. I mean, the the, the Big Ten East is you know after the top three, obviously there's a, a a pretty steep decline. I could put Penn State and Tennessee in the same tier, though, essentially. Yeah, I agree with that. But Ohio State's still a top four, top five team. As so that's, so that's why with. they're 40th and Georgia's 45th yes. in strength of schedule. Yes. Yes. It's the one um, game. And well, honestly... I mean, at the end of the day, too, it depends on, on you know, two factors. One, how good does Tennessee play this year with Joe Milton at quarterback? Determines yep. how sexy of a game that's going to be at the end of the season. And then... You know, I think Kentucky does have a good football team this year that that could push for nine, ten wins and could make that game interesting. Like I'm not gonna say that Kentucky's equivalent to Penn State, but I wouldn't say that Kentucky's significantly lower in you know what they're capable of doing compared to Penn State heading to the season either. I will until Kentucky proves me wrong. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. 
Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans black on black on black you know we just had the second kid so we need a little bit something bigger to yeah. get the kids and the dogs around t-bop so you gotta sell me a little bit more bro i'm telling you dude they're incredible i mean the, the the amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind you've never experienced anything like it plus you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot Okay. Like you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's like ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle. And that's where eBay motors comes into play. Yeah. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, led lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'll say this about... Uh, Michigan. God, I guess my brain's not working today. It had something to do with the comparison. Between, oh, oh, don't forget the same way that Georgia beat the shit out of Tennessee last year too. Michigan beat the shit out of Penn State. Like Penn State's got to prove that they're actually close to Michigan because it definitely yeah. didn't feel like it last year. So kind of forget similarity there between the yeah. two big ones. All right, so UJ Michigan one two. Yep. Um, Ohio State three. LSU. Ooh, okay, so I didn't want to be. I, hmm, hmm. If you you and I talked about this months ago, hmm. you put LSU and Ohio State on the field today, neutral site. Who do you feel more confident is going to win the game? I think LSU is the better football team. Mm, I think the LSU only thing that gives me hesitance is I would be shitting bricks about the Ohio State wide receivers against the LSU secondary as it stands would, right would now. Would you not be shitting bricks if you're Ohio State's defense going against LSU's offense though? Probably, yeah. Probably with Malik and everybody, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a lesser of two evils here, of, 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 or at least two shits. You know, I would say I take LSU's defense over Ohio State's defense. 
you know we're going to be accused of being homers if we put LSU and UGA in the top three, only split up by Michigan. I think people just assume it's Ohio State in the fact that they're probably going to go 11-1, which means that they're the better team than LSU. But LSU is the better football team. They just got the, the, the more difficult path to success. It's probably right. But, I mean, I, 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 I do agree with you that Ohio State's just kind of there because it is kind of the benefit of the Dow Club. Yes. Um, LSU Ooh. three, Ohio State four. Um, that's what I got. I'll let you make the final decision here because I don't want you to feel like you're a – you know, a homer by putting LSU at three, but I, I look, you know, how I feel about LSU. I love LSU this year. I think LSU is a team that unfortunately, because of the fact that they're going to have to play Georgia as the championship game, you know, you could find the same situation last year where not same situation, but 11 and one LSU loses to Georgia 11 and twos gets left yeah. out, but they're still probably one of the best four teams in America. I mean, look, LSU, despite the schedule will be favored in every single game, save for, uh, Alabama. Alabama. And Ohio State will be favored for every single game, save for Michigan. So, okay. I could see it. Ohio State bringing in a new quarterback. LSU bringing everybody back. Um, it would be it would actually favor LSU or Alabama to 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 be 11-1. Hope the other, other team's 12-0. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not Georgia. run into Georgia. Right. <laughs> Uh, you might be right about that. Although I do think in that scenario, I still think the team maybe would have to have two losses that would lose to Georgia only because yeah, it's hard to put say, a head to head. The Alabama loses somewhere else. Say Alabama loses to A&M. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Not under, Obviously, if, they, if you have 12-0 Alabama, they lose, they're still going to get in. Same with the yeah. 12-0 LSU. But if they dropped one along the way, I would have been. I would rather be LSU than one sitting out watching an 11-1, probably knowing that you're going to be in. Agreed. Okay, you know what? Uh, I think you've talked me into it. And fuck it, we need to shake up this list somehow. So yeah. I agree. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. LSU three. Jaden Daniels. Brian Kelly. Let's fucking ride, yeah. baby. Um, Who's a better know. head coach, Brian Day or Brian or uh, Brian Day or Brian Kelly? I'm thinking Brian Kelly. Well, right now because both don't have the natty, right? They're both the best coaches yeah, without a natty, and yeah, Brian Kelly's been at it longer. And I think I think he did it at a harder place, in my opinion. Uh, doing it at Notre Dame. Um, and then also, uh, this does not take away from Ryan Day because, again, when he showed up is when shit really started to blow up. But, you know, Ryan Day took over a friendlier spot in Ohio State, and, and Kelly took over a way worse spot at LSU two years ago. So, okay, LSU three, Ohio yep. State four, even though – so this is where it gets crazy because, um, for me, the team that I almost want to rank next is Florida State. Uh, I just can't. I just don't know if I can go that high. I mean, it has to be Alabama maybe at five, yeah. right? Just because they, they do have the the players, and and and, and I think there is going to have that that sneaky confidence slash major chip on the shoulder. Like we talk about, like Kirby having to make up some some BS to get Georgia players excited to play football, yeah. and. and, and there, there's no, there's no making anything up right now. No. Nick Saban has the the perfect bulletin board material for this team, which is loaded for talent with with talent to go out there and, and and have success this year. So I do think because of the, the the gap disparity between where Alabama is when it comes to that blue chip ratio to now this next group of team teams from five to ten, like Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan, like that gap of blue chip ratio is not much different. 
little oh. bit different, but not much. Where yeah. then I look at like there's certain positions that those other teams make me feel more comfortable putting them ahead. But now where Alabama is, even though we question their quarterback, maybe we question how elite the receivers are, there's still a major gap of talent between them and Florida State, True. And USC, and Clemson, and everyone else when it comes to the way they've been able to recruit. All right. So, okay. I, I, I agree with that. So, Alabama five, and that makes all the sense in the world. Uh, it's whatever. Like you said, they should overwhelm anybody with talent. Yeah. With, with talent. Um, I, I like Florida State at six. I'll give it to you. I put and, and, and the reason, and, and maybe I know, but maybe I'm gaming the system a little bit here. And maybe this isn't truly in the spirit of a top 10, but it could just go back to something that we've kind of touched on in the past couple of weeks where the path in the ACC is pretty wide open. Yep. Whereas the Pac-12 is going to sit there and they're going to fuck themselves. Uh, I also think, look, I also think that if you put them on a field today, I think, would you favor Florida State? I think I would. Over who? Over USC. I think Florida State's better on the lines. I don't think I don't think USC has anybody like Jared Verse coming off the edge for FSU. Uh, like I, I, I was looking at their receiving core because I went down that Johnny Wilson rabbit hole, but then I realized, okay, they didn't just get Keon Coleman, Michigan yeah. State's number one receiver, to come over. They also got um, oh, what's his name? Hold on, I can get it here in a second. Uh, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, they, they well, they yeah, they also got Jaheim Bell, the yeah. do-it-all Renaissance man yep. who is who's an animal that they loved. But then they also got Winston Wright Jr., who you've probably never heard of, but he's going to be their starting slot guy. He missed last year for injury, but he was West Virginia's number one receiver as yeah. a sophomore two years ago. Had like sixty-three catches, seven hundred yards, five touchdowns. So they got an, a great receiving core. They're really solid on both lines. They return like the fifth most talent in the entire country. Um, um, not uh, Jordan Travis is is again uh, the last nine games of the year last year the highest QBR of any quarterback in the entire country. Like no, this is the Florida State team that if it, if you played today, you squared up with USC today, it would be a fucking game. But yeah. I, I think I think I'd give the Seminoles the edge. And I like Jordan Travis. I just it's it's hard for me when when. You have Caleb Williams in his third year in this system with Lincoln Riley to think that he he won't just overwhelm everyone himself, that he's not capable of just essentially taking over a, a game. That is how it felt last year, back. though, and they weren't able to do that sometimes yeah, when people they, got up in their are, shit. Like, like Utah out-tough them. Florida State could out-tough them. Yeah. I'm talking I, about shutting down. No, I'm talking about even shutting down, though, shutting down Caleb Williams in that offense. Like, yeah. I, think that, I think that Florida State would have – a, I think Florida State's got a pretty salty D. I, I think they have a great defense. I think they have top two defense back in the ACC, them and Clemson this year. Majority of the starters back. Team that was phenomenal on that side of the football last year. So I'll give it to you, man. You, you talked me into it. I'll put Florida State at six. Yeah. Um, hell yeah, dude. Do we have USC at seven then? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me let me let me see what I had written, but I'll I'll take USC at seven. Um, where did what did I do with my notes? Hold on, my bad. I know the I got two new windows open. Jarvis Jones with. Oregon and Washington and Utah and, and USC and you know we'll see what UCLA looks like this year. But when you got Caleb Williams, as we've seen in, in NFL and in college, with you got a talent like that, you have a chance to win every single damn game. He's just he's just that good. He's that talented. He's that creative. He's 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 that much of a playmaker back at the quarterback position. And they still got in, incredible talent around him. They got running backs. They got an offensive line. I do think the defense is, like I talked about yesterday, is is going to be 
a little bit better, which is all they really need in order to, to beat an 11-1 team fighting for a Pac-12 championship again one you know again this year. So um, I'm just a believer in him, man. He's a generational quarterback. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Caleb Williams, to me, is the, the best quarterback I've seen in the past decade. Um. All right. So, yeah, USC 7. I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. And, and and I do believe that the defense is going to be markedly better. And I think they did a good job of adding talent there. And um, yeah, I think I think that's well, whatever. You know how I feel about Lincoln Riley if you've listened to the yep. show. All right, so USC seven, and then I got either I could go either or here. I have it as Clemson, but it's between Clemson and Penn State. And my logic is as follows. It's it it it, it almost just comes down to the head coach. Uh, it's just that you, and, and you could play a bit of gamesmanship with the ACC's easiest path again, if you wanted to, but, um, you have a head coach in Dabo that uh, again, like Penn state's year last year is not a bad year. Uh, Clemson's was, and yet did they end up, were they same record or was Clemson maybe one more loss? Than um than 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 Penn State ended up with like I guess my point is like Clemson, Clemson had three operates, Clemson they ended lost, up with three they, right they lost the bowl game they they, yeah, both so had they went ten and records. three yes. okay but they both had ten and two regular seasons my point yep. is for Penn State that's a really good year um yep. and remains one now they want to get over one of the rival homes so they they're they're happy with that Clemson fans are like have we lost it at ten and two so it shows you just the higher plane that Clemson's been operating on I think Garrett Ryan higher remains the higher of the offseason. Um, the difference is going to be who, which quarterback shows up. Yeah, is Clublick or Alar better? I agree, it's but 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 I, I'm leaning Clemson because we've seen Dabo do it before. Yeah, and then in 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 I'm not sure how great Penn State is at the receiving position. I don't know how great Clemson is at the receiving position. Yeah, true. I know Penn State has a stable of young running backs that are extremely talented. You know, I know Drew Alar has been someone that that fans have been ready to to take over for a long time. Um, all the town the world, but. I, a big unknown. Like I've thought about with Klubnik before, like he is an unknown, but at least he's played some football and you've seen a couple flashes here and there. I'm not still, I'm not sold on Klubnik. I don't think he's going to lead them to an ACC championship. I don't think he's going to lead them to a national championship. Um, so I, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe in him, but I also don't know if I'm ready to clown Alar as a guy that could beat Michigan, that could beat Penn State. I, know. I agree. But I think that one thing that we need to decide too as we make this ranking is are we basing this on what conference you're in and your easiest path to success or what caliber of a football team you actually are? I think, not, I think, not, I think, I think project here of where you're going to end up at the beginning of the season. I what agree. I'm trying to project is like where you are heading the season, how good you are as a football team. So not I, you have an easy path. Okay. So I agree, except I kind of functionally view Clemson and Penn state as like a 50, 50 game. Penn State's not going to yeah, enter that game as a heavy favorite, right? So at that point, then maybe you look into something like Path, and 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 that could be kind of what what ends up breaking that tie. It's kind of similar how to feel about Florida State and USC. I feel like that's a coin flip game uh, as well in a lot of ways. So um, again, also like like it was not that long ago when James Franklin had lost it. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of belief in Penn State where you kind of look up and you're like, okay, what exactly have they done? We all call them national title contenders, but, but why? Because they did what Michigan and Ohio State did with two other teams did by beating the shit out of the rest of Pac 10 or Pac, excuse me, Big 10. But then they got the shit kicked out of them by both Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State maybe a tad closer. 
in the yeah, final they score were would in indicate. The fourth quarter until turnover yeah, happened. yeah, until they yeah. fucking weren't. They blinked yeah, and they, they were, were down twenty one. It was like yeah. crazy. That should happen fast. I, remember <laughs> I that, that mean, happened real fast. <laughs> Uh, I, I was I like think, a bop, bop, bop. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're like, well, is the fight over? <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've been just a, a, a hater on Clemson, which I'm not trying to. Like, I respect their program. Um, I respect what they've done. I mean, it, it is not easy, <laughs> even if you have better talent, which makes it easier, to c- consistently go out there every single year and, and be the kings of the ACC. You know, say all you want about the ACC sucks. Say all you want about, you know, the, the talent disparity between Clemson and the rest of them. It's still not easy to do that year after year after year after year after year and they've done that so i i do tip my cat off my my cap to you know what deb has been able to create there um also clemson, i just don't see it this year clemson if you want to go don't. bcr if you want to go pure bcr which again they were trying to find tiebreaker points here so i wanted to look this up to make sure this is right uh clemson's pretty significantly higher we're talking a 72 percent blue chip ratio for clemson versus 55 for penn state uh, Clemson, like, like I would love to see Clemson's front seven against that Penn State offensive line. Even after adjusting for transfers, it's seventy to fifty-three. I think it's got to be Clemson. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I'm like, the, I feel more confident than I did when I made this list. Now that we've had this conversation, well, you want to know how I had the list? Just my last three. I had Penn State at eight, yeah. Texas at nine, Clemson yeah. at ten. I'm not putting, I'm not putting my name I'm on the list of Texas in the top I'm, ten. I'll give you Clemson at eight, Penn State at nine, but we're putting oh. Texas at ten. We're putting Texas at 10. Okay, Texas okay, 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 okay. No, 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 you're right. You're right. So I was going to put Washington at 10, and I mm. and I feel you. Yeah, fuck you. Okay, go Huskies. Mm. I hope they beat – I hope they win the Pac-12. Pac-4. Um, uh, relax, just because you've been dancing on their 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 corpse. Um, yeah, look, you know how, like, in Olympic in the Olympics you have to throw out – don't you throw out, like, the, the highest judges score and the lowest judges score? Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like the German judge, and I'm just like, fuck you, Texas, no matter what. So, yeah, I guess I can't really be trusted in this situation. No. Um, no. So, okay, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, I feel Texas like that's good middle ground. Yeah. Tell me why Texas is 10th in the country, Aaron. Would you want to know why Texas is 10th in the country? Yeah, please. Texas actually should be 9th in the country, according to my poll, but T-Bob and I – yeah, at least kept them in, inside the top 10. Um, yeah, that's all I got to ask is that I can't have them higher than 10. I mean, do I have to go through it again why they should be 10? I mean, it's, it should be pretty no, easy. No, you really don't. Third year Sark, second year quarterback. Oh, okay, so okay, third year Sark. Let's highlight. Let's, let's look at Steve Sarkeesian's records at school and oh, see okay, what he's done. And <laughs> that didn't have the, the same kind of talent right now that Texas had. Okay, yeah, third year Sark, dude. Uh, at Washington. Five and seven, seven and six. Third year, seven and six. Nice. Fourth year, seven and six. Fifth Sissy. year, eight and four. Hell yeah. So it's the fifth year they gave him the USC job. What? Why? And, and you're like, oh, T-Bob, it's Washington. Let's see what Chris Peterson did at Washington, uh, taking over here we go. from Come Sark. On, uh, yeah, hold on. Let me see. I'm doing football record. I fucking uh, hope they fall out this year so we can end this Sark nonsense so badly. Uh oh, okay. What okay, so so then Peterson takes over and he goes, um, let's see. Uh, he actually goes backwards. Okay. Okay, no, so my bad. Sark ended nine and four with a bowl game. Um then Peterson went eight and five, seven and six. Then he went twelve and two in year three, because that's how year threes work. 10 and 3, 10 and 4. Oh, and then what did Kalen DeBoer do in year one? He went from 4 and 8 to 11 and 2. 
Why couldn't Sark have done that? Huh. I don't know. Uh, it's odd. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's his time, baby. It's his th- third stop. Washington, USC, now Texas. Third time's a charm for him. Let's yeah, go, yeah. Sark. Third year, third time. You better hope so. Third time. What did he do his third year? Bad conference. Oh, he didn't uh, get a third year at USC because he – well, I don't know, whatever. I don't want to make fun of into that. That's fine. Into that. Um, okay, but okay, yeah. So Sark, yes. T- top 10 in the country. You're Texas on Oh, maybe like Quinn Ewers has some good numbers or something we could look up. He's a fucking freshman last year. Give him a break. Jeez. No, I just I'm just I'm just curious. Let's see, 58% completion. Okay. Okay, these actually aren't terrible numbers. I'm be I know I sound like an asshole, but like 15 touchdowns is 15 touchdowns to six picks is good. 7.4 yards per attempt would not be good for this year, but it could be like that's a good freshman number to build on. 217 they, per game. They had one, one. I know they had Bijan, but I mean, they had Xavier Worthy. Jordan Winnington's okay. He's okay. Uh, he's not super electric. They have four deep of, of legitimate. Xavier Worthy's pretty fucking good. I know, so I'm saying that there was a one-man band of, of, of top-tier receiver talent, though, last year. Now they have four legitimate number one receivers. Well, okay. You've convinced me. Texas, 10th. Actually, I want them in there. So when they fail, it, it's just it further – Yeah, it's just further, uh, further juice, gas, for my point. Um, all right, there it is. Your snaps – Top 10. This is Snaps Official. I actually love this list, Aaron. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I feel like we fucking nailed it. It's uh, from 10 to 1. 10th, Texas. 9th, Penn State. 8th, Clemson. 7th, USC. 6th, Florida State. 5th, Alabama. 4th, Ohio State. 3rd, LSU. 2, Michigan. And number 1, those damn dirty dogs. The mm. red and black. <laughs> Georgia. Uh, all right, let's roll through some other topics here at the end. Aaron, uh, Peyton Thorne named the starter at Auburn at SC Media mm-hmm. Days. We talked about this, and you were like, not so fast. You Lee Corsoed me. And, um, well, not there so you fast. go. Uh, Peyton yeah. Thorne named the starter. Yeah, I mean, listen, he was brought in for a reason. You know, people were not um, too enthralled with, with, with Robbie Ashford, obviously. I still think Robbie's going to play. Ashford. Robbie Ashford, I just want to be able to say that name or let you say that name throughout the season. I agree. Uh, Robbie's too athletic not to get in there somehow. Um, it's still, I'm interested to see what this offense looks like still. Obviously, we know. I'm interested to see what Auburn looks like. Yeah, because just they got the talent. I mean, we talk about yeah. the, this blue chip ratio all the time. Like, they're over the 50%. Like, Auburn has talent. And there's always weird things that happen the year where they get Georgia and Alabama at home. Just kooky stuff. Kooky, kooky, kooky. They got the fan buy-in. They have probably the best coach that we I think I believe in in, in the past, you know, maybe even decade right now there at Auburn. Um, yeah. Easily. It's going to come down to receiver play, which they feel like they've upgraded there. Future and it's come down to campaign Thorne play like he did two years ago, not like he did last year. Which, again – He's in an infinitely better spot. And I know Mel Tucker's not like in the quarterback group with him, but he is in an infinitely better spot with Hugh Freeze being the one guiding him as opposed to a Mel Tucker led team. Yeah, but he's also in a much tougher, the toughest division all of college football, too. But he's yeah. got nice, he starts the season. I mean, they got UMass week one, California week two, and then Sanford week three before they go on an absolutely hellacious fucking run at AM, <laughs> Georgia, LSU. Ole Miss, I mean, 
buckle up. I mean, you're, you, if, if, if Auburn can win two of those games, I'll be surprised. Yeah. If you, two, you better be ecstatic. If you're, if you're five and two heading into Mississippi state, you, you should be jumping up you know, for joy. If you're a tiger fan. Yeah, that's one of the uh, that's one of the worst runs of any in the entire country. I'm trying to remember which other one. I was thinking of a Pac-12 team. Oh, fucking um, God! Is it Washington that doesn't? Washington has USC, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State to end the season. That's pretty brutal. Uh, but that's going to be a lot of the Pac-12. This. This one is because you get you get Georgia at home with the number one team in the nation, and you're you ain't beating Georgia. Sorry. Two of the hardest places to play in the SEC: A and M and LSU. Yeah, um, but Peyton Thorne going to be that guy. And again, I think with packages for Robbie Ashford, I think he does yep. have a place in uh, trying to win you football games. Um, YouTube.com slash at volume snaps is the YouTube channel trying to make a hard push there, guys. So if you're listening and you want to help out the boys because you like the show, an easy way to do that is just go to that channel, like it, subscribe to it, text your friends about it, berate your mother-in-law about it, send your father-in-law messages at 2 a.m. after you get done uh, copulating with his daughter, telling him that he's a great college football podcast he should listen to. Um, you can also just Google snaps podcast and find on Apple, Spotify. We're almost at a hundred reviews on Apple. I look today. We're at like 84. So let's go. Let's crank that to a hundo. That'd be great. Y'all. Um, and yeah, a huge thing is always to Ryan Brumley, who you now have to see on the show, which I love, um, as well as Pat Gunther, Adam Gracia, Chris Tran, Danny Cardenas, huge thank you to Papa Colin, the volume for having us here. Huge thank you to you. Aaron Murray, uh, but the biggest of all thank yous to everybody who listens and does share it with their friends and interacts with every day. We love you, and this is why we do the show. So thank you. Also, everybody should play Baldur's Gate 3. I wish I could have the time or setup to stream it, but it's awesome. It's very fun. If you're a nerd and you like RPGs, that'll do it. We'll see you uh, Monday for a brand new episode. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do a little tease for next week. What are we got in the hopper? We're going to line up with EJ Manuel. We're going to line up with Brandon Walker. Predictions. We are, predictions, yeah, what are we doing, predictions, bro? Predictions. Yes, we're doing all Power Five conferences, right? Predicting yeah. over unders for the big boys, maybe like where they're going to finish. So, uh, yeah, it's almost here, guys. The long dark of the offseason is almost over. So, another fun week coming up on Snaps. We love you. Mwah. Hope you all have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. 
like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.